everybody, welcome to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I am your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Alcala. And today, we are going to be talking about Spider-Man. I don't think we've watched a movie yet that I'm like, I love this movie. Like, I, I really like X-Men, and I really like Blade, but this is just a movie that means a lot to me, and I love it, and I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I definitely haven't seen it as many times as you have. Like, I think I haven't seen this movie in, like, a couple years, mm-hmm. but it was good to see it again, because it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. Like, if we weren't already in, like, actual movies, we're definitely in oh, actual yeah, movies yeah. now. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody has seen this movie. Everybody knows this. It's extremely yeah, iconic. Even, even if you haven't seen it, you still know it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man is up there with Batman and Superman as three of the most marketable, not just superhero, but just characters of all time. And this movie is a lot of the reason why. I mean, because even beforehand, you have, like, you know, you do have your TV show in the 70s, and you have them showing up on the electric company or whatever, but... Spider-Man Where are you coming from, Spider-Man? Nobody knows who you are. Having a real theatrical Spider-Man movie is a huge deal. And this movie is really the first one that kind of perfect, not perfects the superhero formula because I love Superman the movie. I love Batman 89. I love Batman forever. Uh, but this is the one that like, like this one is the quintessential step towards the modern superhero movie, I think. I think it's definitely, like, the biggest step towards... Mm -hmm, Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's really good, and it's really emotional in a lot of places, but also it's so fucking goofy. Flash, it was just an accident. My fist breaking your teeth, that's the accident. Like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's it's super wacky. I don't know why this feels so stilted. I know. (laughs) What's going on? This is weird. I think it's because we're not, like, super on edge. It's not super hot in this room. Yeah, it's, like, the complete opposite. Like, we're, like, (laughs) freezing. Yeah. Something weird that I've been thinking about, like, since I remembered that we had to do the Spider-Man mm-hmm. is that the first episode we did was Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. And we've come real far. Yeah, since, we really have. Since having the camera facing toward the ground while he, like, yeah, crawls exactly, up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, I'm not going to say all the crawling in this movie is 100%. Oh, no. It's bad. But... Yeah, some of it's real bad. I think some of it looks good towards the end, but, like... I think a lot of the, like, swinging and stuff definitely has a Blade 2 look to it. Like, the yeah, weird, like, rubbery yeah. look. I, I I think the stuff when he's in the final suit, most of it is quite good. I think the worst stuff in the whole movie is when he's in his wrestling costume and he's jumping around. Awful. Yeah, Awful. That looks real bad. <laughs> really bad. Just some quick stuff first, because everyone knows what Spider-Man is, but, you know, for the one person who hasn't <laughs> seen it. Uh, for the one person that hasn't heard of Spider-Man before. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine being that fucking guy. But if you're a person who lives on Earth, you know who Spider-Man is. Especially uh, now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's impossible not to know what, like, any Marvel character is at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think I've met people who can't name all event- all the Avengers, though. That's fair, but you can name, like, you know, Captain Spider-Man, America, Captain Iron America. Man, and yeah, Spider-Man. Exactly. And, like, the Hulk. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's like the bare minimum. Exactly. So, this was released on May 3rd, 2002, with a budget of $139 million. So, that's a bigger budget than anything we've dealt with. Because X-Men kind of had a small budget for a superhero movie. It's like 75 or something. Box office, $821.7 million. <laughs> this is the first film ever, actually, to reach $100 million in its opening weekend. And it's the most... Wait, su- like, ever? Ever, yeah. First one What ever. the fuck? And it's the most successful film ever. 
based on a comic book uh, in since into like 2002 it was so that's more than all four of those batman movies all four of the superman movies all the blades all in x-men like all that stuff and like like we've only covered a few theatrical movies but most of the ones that were coming out were from dc like it's not like there were no superhero movies at this point yeah it, so all of them were like it was mostly just like batman and superman and yeah that's all you got <laughs> but people still saw those and so it's still super impressive that this is like the one that was like holy shit and it was directed by sam raimi who i love he did all three of the evil dead movies that's why bruce campbell has a cameo in this and ted raimi who i've met he signed my spider-man 2 dvd over there actually um he's Hoffman, like the guy who works with J. Jonah Jameson, who's always getting screamed at. And oh. <laughs> he's always coming up with ideas. So I met him. He was very nice. Yeah, we're getting to the movies where I've met people who've been in them for some reason. Because uh, that's just a thing that Gabe does. Yeah, yeah sometimes people. sometimes I get to. It's fun. <laughs> this was written by David... I don't know how to say his last name. I should, because he's a really important guy, because he wrote Spider-Man, Jurassic Park, and Mission Impossible. So <laughs> okay, come like, on, you should know how to pronounce he's it, He's the king of fucking summer blockbusters, so I guess that's David Coep, maybe? Or, or Coep? I don't know how to say it. K-O-E-P-P? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, but... <laughs> put it through Google's Translate and see what comes out. David Coep. He's a pretty important fucking guy, though, is what we're saying. That's really impressive, because that's... 93 96 and this is 02 so that's not even 10 years and he did three of these which i think were all probably three of the highest grossing movies of their respective years i know this was the highest in 2002 yeah so do you want to talk about or i guess i guess just plot you know if you haven't heard the weird al song then i guess you don't have the sweet sweet recap but then one day he went to that science lab that mutated spider came Peter Parker, he's a nerd. He lives with his aunt and uncle. He's in love with the girl next door, Mary Jane, but he's such a loser that he'll never he'll never get with her. He's best friends with the, the super rich kid, Harry Osborne. His dad is in charge of a major science company. His dad is a science man. He's, yeah, you know, he's something of a scientist himself. <laughs> and then Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, sorry, he goes on a field trip. He gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Gets all the powers of a spider proportionate to a human. So, you know, it's like the enhanced spider has like 10 times its strength. So 10 times human strength and stuff like that. He starts fighting crime and punching guys. Norman Osborn turns himself into a Power Rangers villain. And they punch on. And it's perfect. <laughs> they <laughs> like, punch on. And they punch on. That's Yeah, that's that's what they I say. I mean, that's kind of how the movie ends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they punch on real fucking hard, too. That last fight is so violent. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of my favorite parts. It's so weird how violent it gets, like, right away, just a fucking bomb. Yeah, the pumpkin bomb Straight the to the head. face. People are pulling brick walls on top yeah. of each other. Like, both of them get that. Fuck, dude, it's so good. Because Don't tell Harry. <laughs> don't tell Harry. Yeah, the villain of this movie is murdered after he is stabbed through the balls and bleeds to death. It's fucking crazy, and the reason for that, obviously, is because it's directed by Sam Raimi. It's the fucking Evil Dead. Like, it's... The first Evil Dead movie, there was a lawsuit against it because it was too violent. <laughs> because there's a scene in that movie where a tree rapes a girl, and <laughs> people weren't happy about that. Yeah, and, understandably. But if you watch it now, like, it's not that offensive at all. Like, it's a really, like, tame thing. But I'm just saying they got that guy to make the Spider-Man movie, and I'm so glad they did because he has <laughs> such a distinct style, and he's so good behind the camera. I just love that. I love that you have such a 
powerful filmmaking voice making one of these movies. Last week, we talked about La Torre Theory with Guillermo del Toro or whatever. I think it's Guillermo del Toro. I just can't. I can't say it. Yeah, so I'm just really glad that we have such a voice because the way that del Toro is <laughs> is such like a, a powerhouse and the fact that, you know, he's always got the creature effects and stuff. Sam Raimi is even more so. He always has his own stamp on his stuff and more, especially more so in Spider-Man 2. But down to the fact that in this movie, all the extras are memorable. <laughs> all three of the Spider-Man movies have these really odd lines and moments dedicated to extras that no other movie franchise have ever seen. Whoever has. hired like all of the extras has a great eye for yeah. <laughs> for weird actors because there's so many of them. Some kind of freaky Lewis something do. Like watching the background characters is <laughs> so much fun cuz they're just so weird. I think Spider-Man is probably the movie I've seen the second most times out of any movie. I think the first one is Spider-Man 2. <laughs> but these two movies I've probably seen hundreds of times over the course of my life, and you just always notice new things. But even talking about things that are, like, in the forefront, the scene after Spider-Man is, like, or the scene while Spider-Man's being introduced to, to New York, you get all these cutaways to, like, New York citizens and their opinions on them. You get Lucy Lawless cameo as a punk girl, and she's like, Guy with eight hands. Sounds hot. And you get, like, like a construction worker who's like, he stinks and I don't like him. <laughs> like, there's people like that, and it's so funny because there's just so much of that. That's why I think these movies, because there's, like, a, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to memes about these movies, which are mainly Of course just, there is. Ju- but, like, th- they're mainly just quotes from these movies. And you and they're usually because the writing is so dumb, ex- but like in but a good so way. So good, like they're quotes that you would never remember in any other series, <laughs> but because there's so nothing. But I remember all these things because they're so funny, because they're so distinct. And I think this movie just has such a voice that when people are like, "Oh, it's not totally accurate to the comics," it's like, who yeah, cares? <laughs> it's not supposed yeah, to be. I mean, I I like comic accuracy. I think that it's weird. But like, if it's you make... to a point. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, exactly. I, you can't just like copy like straight from the comics. You got to give it your own spin. If That's you're gonna make a I movie, feel. then you might as well give it your own like personal touch. I think yeah, I totally agree with that. I think because every comic is a different interpretation, so it only makes sense to have things changed in the movie. Like you have Ultimate Spider-Man, you have Amazing Spider-Man, you have Peter Parker Spider-Man, you have Sensational Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, Web Spider-Man. You have lots of Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man runs. You have Doctor Octopus's Spider-Man. Superior <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So. If you can have Dr. Octopus as Spider-Man, and that's a fantastic run, and everybody's on board with it, it's okay if you have a Spider-Man who has organic web shooters. Like, it's not a big deal. I, I mean, like if you, that. If, if fucking Spider-Man can be a pig, I think he can have organic webs. Yeah, right? It's I am so open to different interpretations of these characters. We didn't even talk about in our X-Men episode how wrong most of those things are. Like, there is a lot of stuff in that that is not accurate <laughs> and i am well aware of that i don't want to sound naive like i i know my x-men stuff and i know like, that okay we all that gave, stuff's wrong we all knew that of course you noticed that all of it was wrong yeah but <laughs> you know? i'm just saying because i know a lot of people are are like oh that movie really butchers it i don't think it butchers it by getting some of it by changing it i think that's just a new take and that's totally okay i don't need every single thing like as long as there's enough love for the character behind the scenes that you can feel on screen then it doesn't need to be exact i think as long as it's like it doesn't seem out of place and like it still work like if they're gonna change it and it still works like like it still works in the movie then i think it's fine i think a counter example is batman returns is way too dark like batman comics are dark you have the killing joke where 
Joker fucking shoots Barbara Gordon in the spine and takes naked pictures of her and shows them to her dad on a roller coaster. Trying to, tr- just to make a point to make a that point you can break that a you person can break anybody. Exactly. In, this, in a single day. That's my favorite comic of all time. <laughs> But then, and you also have... Batman possibly snaps the Joker's neck at the yeah, end. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, like y- you have that, you can have that, you can have Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, where it's Batman just fighting mutants and shit, and it's fucking crazy, and he almost murders Superman, and you can have those stories. But then when it's on screen, sometimes I'm like, you should get it right on screen because more people watch movies than read comics. Like these are more gonna be the people's like the public's view of these characters oh yeah okay in batman returns this case i think that it's too much like tim burton goes crazy with it and it's like i'm gonna inject my style into it and it's been said i don't remember by who but it's been said that tim burton's least favorite part of batman stories is batman like he's the villains are always have way more screen time than batman does in those movies i feel like batman should be equal because batman's rogues gallery is the best ever but when there isn't a balance i feel like there isn't as much love for that character it can't be a batman movie with no batman in yeah it. <laughs> like the, then it's it's not a batman movie like this balances the arc of norman osborne going from businessman to fucking crazy guy just as well as it balances nerd to superhero like i think pretty much all these characters have really good arcs and if the, the arc hasn't appeared in the first movie for a character it probably does in the second or third one because these another thing i'll say is i would rather have a trilogy where each one is made by the same guy even if like one of them is bad or if they're all bad i would rather have a singular vision for three movies than i would the first two are directed by somebody and then the third one's directed by a different guy or they're all directed by different guys i have a massive amount of respect for george lucas even though the prequels are crap (laughs) because he had a vision and he it wasn't a good vision in my opinion but he had a vision that he stuck to he directed all he wrote and directed all three of the prequels and i will always respect him for doing that because he didn't let other people just take his vision run with it which i think is how you get really different sequels like blade 2 and how you get weird stuff like x-men 3 is because those were from different filmmakers and it's like the the vision is is weird and i don't know if it always works to have so many cooks in the kitchen that kind of sense i think having a vision like even if it's bad is better than having like none at all like even none at all or having way too many because Mm -hmm. at least if you have a vision then you're like focused exactly instead of having like three different people all wanting to do different things but still using like the same continuity because then things just start like contradicting or like the tone is just completely off from like the last one have one vision yeah that's that's how i think that's what i think too and i think that these three movies, it's a, it's a good... Tr- even though it falters in the third one, of course, which I don't think the third one is even the worst Spider-Man movie we've ever gotten, but it's not great. It's definitely not up to the standards that the first two set. It's still a great trilogy because it does have that kind of voice behind it. And that's good because the X-Men, the first three X-Men movies don't have that. It's two Brian Singer and then goes to Ratner. And then it's like Blade doesn't have that. It's a different guy every time. That's why you get like the Dark Knight trilogy. Like I don't love the Dark Knight Rises a lot, but all three of those are Christopher Nolan. And I respect that. Like and those first two movies are fucking great. So, so <laughs> I'll take it. That's kind of how I feel about the Spider-Man trilogy. I, I do want to just talk more in about the movie than than about all the behind the scenes stuff. It's yeah, just we so, just went twenty in like almost twenty minutes it's about just so like easy. everything that isn't about the movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start really basic. What do you think of Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker? 
Um, I don't know if this was on purpose, but I feel like he was awkward, but like it felt like it was so awkward that he just didn't know how to act. Yeah. Like I feel like he might have overdone it a little bit. I, it just yeah. seemed a little like off. I think you have to expect everything to be heightened in this movie though, because it is such a comic booky world. That's why you have weird extras. It's because there's so many times in comic books when it'll just cut to like a guy on the street who says something weird, and those are some of my favorite panels because it's like it's so out of place, and that's kind of why I like these is because you have really out of place moments. We'll see that a lot in the opening of Spider-Man Two, and you have fucking. He stole that guy's pizza. That's why <laughs> the MCU would never do that. Like only Sam Raimi would. That's such a weird little detail. <laughs> I forgot about Especially, that. Especially that opening scene, Spider-Man Two has like four interactions because he saves the kids in the street and he's like, "Don't play in streets," and they're like, "Yes, Mr. Spider-Man." Like, there's so much great shit in the opening of Spider-Man Two in that one scene alone. Not even to mention later, like when he's flipping over cars and he's like, "Eat your vegetables." <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is my favorite yeah, clearly, comic book movie ever. Clearly but, there's one Spider-Man movie that Gabe likes a whole lot, yeah, but, and the other two slightly less. <laughs> no, well, I, I almost like... Oh, I think Spider-Man 2 is my favorite comic book movie. I think it's one of my favorite movies ever. But Spider-Man is also one of my favorite... Like, I don't think it's one of the best comic book movies. I think there's a lot of problems. Not, I think the story is really tight. I just think some of the effects are a little weird, and some of the cuts are weird. Although I like a lot of the cuts, like I like when it's like Peter Parker's just sleeping and then he has a, green, a dream where I guess where it's the Green Goblin and he just goes rah and he yes, wakes rah. up. It's <laughs> so funny. What? And also for context, I watched this like two hours ago. Like I watched <laughs> really? this this morning. Yeah, my I I probably didn't even need to watch it again because I you definitely I've seen didn't it so many times. But but why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I always love an excuse to watch it. I was planning to watch it a few times this week. I just got so busy because <laughs> I really wanted to have it in in my brain because like you don't already like no, have I, every scene I memorized I, I could recite most of it and i think whoever like because like different family members kept coming and watching it while i was there and i think they were probably annoyed where every time something would happen on screen i was like back to formula <laughs> like because i just because there's just it's really well written like you can tell that the screenplay is written by the same guy who wrote mission impossible jurassic park because those movies have great lines too like in mission impossible red light green light hostile lasagna <laughs> i don't know how i because I, i've never really known how i felt about the opening narration where the <laughs> opening and like the ending narration i like the ending the ending are you sure you want to know who i am i like that a lot and that was in all the trailers again that was one of the trailers i watched all the time if you heard our x-men episode episode i talked about that the opening where he says i i'm not gonna recite the whole thing because i could but i'm not going to the no, bit where he said okay <laughs> this story <laughs> like any story worth telling is all about no i'm not gonna do it because this episode's okay, gonna be two hours <laughs> but the part when he says the woman i've loved since before i even liked girls what does that mean Look. the girl i've loved since before i even liked girls and Maybe then he was a little confused <laughs> yeah i mean i think so because then after he's like i'd even take him and it's like a guy eating a donut <laughs> like a jelly donut that spills everywhere on the bus when he gets on the bus because this movie the very opening of this movie to establish what a dork peter parker is he's chasing the bus and everybody on the bus is laughing at him including the bus driver and he's just not slowing down until mj yells at him to slow down and then he lets peter on the bus in the first girl that he goes to sit next to is the nerdiest looking chick I've ever she's, she's like the most stereotypical like she, nerd you could she's, find she's supposed to be Liz Allen also really <laughs> yeah apparently which that's probably something that somebody like Sam Raimi said in like 2012 but 
Anyway, if that's true, doesn't matter. Because he goes to sit down next to her and she's like, don't even think about it. But she is so much weirder looking than he is. Yeah. And she's not sitting with her friends or anything. Like, it's just, that's so weird to me. That's an, like, there's so much that's so odd. Something that this movie never gets props for that it really should is he gets bitten by the spider at the 10 minute mark. Like, I, I looked to see exactly what timestamp it was, yeah, and he it's, like, get, 10 minutes in. It's he so gets soon. his powers, like, real quick. And it's all the better for it, because, I mean, nobody wants to deal with... Because this movie, obviously, it's an origin movie, but that doesn't mean he doesn't put the costume on until the last 10 minutes, and that's why I think so much of it works, is because it's not that long before he's swinging around. Like, you get to the good stuff really quick, I think. When I was talking in X-Men about character interactions, this movie is, like, the epitome of character interactions. (laughs) Because this is... And there's so many scenes where characters that you never expect to be talking are talking. Like, my favorite example of that is the random Thanksgiving dinner in the middle of the movie. Yeah, and they never established, like, I mean, I guess there's, there's, like, a Macy's Day parade going on or whatever. I where, guess, but Which even... has a Macy Gray cameo, which is a really weird <laughs> yeah, 2000 because why not? She's singing her song. Baby, I know we had a bad day And you are so mad at me It don't mean we have to move that song's they should fucking, have had a Nickelback cameo. That, that song's a bop. Oh, well, you know what? You know what? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> in fact, we'll talk about all the music in this movie. <laughs> because some of it's great. I mean, the score and some of it's bad. But we're, I, I, I don't want to get into the music yet because I want to... <laughs> I'm still collecting my thoughts about some of it. I mean, I've heard all of it before, but I, I'm just still thinking that Sum 41 music video. I wish I made you watch I, it before we recorded. Yeah, I need to, I need to watch it. Yeah, it's all, maybe we'll pause at some point so you can watch it because it's really bad. That Thanksgiving scene you get Aunt May and Norman Osborn, and that's really weird. Yeah. That's not really something that you see much of in the comics is is those two talking, and it's Willem Dafoe and Rosemary Harris who are two, like, like, Willem Dafoe was fucking Jesus <laughs> in a, in The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, and now he's Norman Osborn. Can we talk about how great Willem Dafoe is in this movie? He's perfect. Yeah, he's the best part of the movie. He's so fucking good. You know how much I sacrificed? And he's so goofy, but he delivers all of it in such a ridiculous comic book way that it's, like, he belongs on the 60s Batman show sometimes. You know he's the best part of the movie when he can have an entire scene by himself talking in a mirror. That's great. (laughs) A great example is that he's such a powerhouse that he can fucking have a dual scene. He can have a scene with himself as two different characters. It's always really, that's also confused me. I think that's one of the first times where I was, like, trying to, figure out how a scene was being shot like i think when i was like eight i was like wait a minute how are they doing that and then but there's there's some shots where you can clearly see that like the norman on the other side of the mirror is just like you can see his mouth moving (laughs) which i don't know if it's supposed to be i think maybe that's intentional though because i don't think that the goblin is like a split personality i've never thought that that's actually what it is but clearly it is if he's talking to himself in the mirror but like at the end where he's like oh it was all the goblin it's like no i i always think that he's lying there i don't think he's switching back yeah i don't i think it's like i don't think it's like a split personality thing i think if anything it could just be like him in denial of it well a lot of the time in the comics he'll forget that he's done any of that stuff like when he's having 
dinner on Thanksgiving with them. And he, he remembers the, the cut. cut that Spider-Man gets. It's like, and then he's like, it's I have to go. a messenger bike. <laughs> oh, also, <laughs> Peter's excuse, I literally used this like the other night. Peter's excuse of why he, uh, or how he got the cranberry sauce is my favorite <laughs> line ever. I remembered it being so good, but I can't remember it now. And I-, I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say that a lot. Like, I, because I think that's the funniest explanation so for getting anything. Like, when I, like whenever anybody's like, oh, where'd you get that shirt? That's always my go-to. <laughs> I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get this. Because it's so <laughs> random. And he says it to an old lady. He says yeah. it to Aunt May. This movie has, like, a lot of my favorite casting decisions ever and i don't mean in like spider-man or in mary jane or even in harry osborne or anything like that i mean like betty brant as elizabeth banks jk simmons as J. Jonah jameson which we'll talk about very soon probably for a very long time probably cliff robertson as, as uncle ben and rosemary harris as aunt may but rosemary harris and cliff robertson are both like that's all I can see when I think of Aunt May and and Uncle Ben is because you try to think like they try to convince you that Uncle Ben's Martin Sheen and that Sally Field is Aunt May in the Amazing movies and then Marissa Tomei is Aunt May but Marissa Tomei isn't Aunt May to me yeah like, no not at all she's way too young to be Aunt young. May yeah Aunt May shouldn't be that like that's sexy. not a problem but like in Every Again, single iteration of Spider-Man, she is an old woman. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> and not a forty-year-old like but model. A, but again, like if we're talking about like different interpretations, that's fair, yeah. and I'm okay with that existing. But that's never going to be the one that I think about when I think about that character. For some reason, it's like this one and like PS4 Aunt May. I don't know why those oh, are the I two never, that I go I to. I never think of her. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why the PS4 one comes to mind, but it just kind of does. I think of <laughs> yeah. I think of J. Michael Straczynski. Aunt May, which he wrote the the book for a while. He wrote the Amazing Spider-Man comic for a while. I think of her, and then I think of Rosemary Harris. Those are kind of the two. But Uncle Ben is just Cliff Robertson for me oh, in yeah. this movie. And he is... I mean, rest in peace also, Cliff Robertson, because he passed away a while ago, which sucks. But he gets a scene in all three of these movies because there's that amazing scene that I cry at in Spider-Man <laughs> 2 where he's talking to Peter in the car and Peter's like, I don't know if I should if I should do this anymore. Peter, all the times we've talked of honesty, fairness, justice, all of those times I counted on you to have the courage to take those dreams out into the world. And then in Spider-Man 3, you get the weird retcon that Sandman killed him, but you get more of him in that scene, which, so, I'll, I mean, I'll take it, and we'll talk about that whole thing down the line, because I've, I don't know, I don't know if I thought that was weird when I was younger, but now it's, like, that's, that's a, that's a different thing. Like, just from the first scene where you see him, and he's just, just talking about, oh, even the computers need analysts these days, like, he's like, <laughs> I'm seven, I'm 68 years old, and I, I just, I can't keep working in electronics, or, like, it's he's so good. good. <laughs> he's on his ass. <laughs> what else would you call it? Spider-Man 2 has my favorite scene any movie in it, um, which is the speech that Aunt May gives to Peter, like, at the yard sale. Everybody loves a hero. People line up for them, cheer them, scream their names, and years later they'll tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who taught him to hold on a second longer. That is my favorite movie scene, <laughs> and she has just little things in this that's just so, like, I can't see anyone else in that role. Even when they try to replace her, it's she has this perfect 
perfect quality about her that's like there's a lot of quiet contemplative moments in this movie after the death of uncle ben which you know kind of kicks off the whole the whole spider-man thing and she's just wonderful and so is he so is he and the great power with great responsibility scene and yes i know that the actual quote isn't with great power comes great responsibility in the movie it is but in the comics is actually with great power there must also come great responsibility i think but that's not as catchy it's not as catchy and also it wasn't said by uncle ben i'm pretty sure it was just said in a text box and then all later comics have attributed it to him <laughs> because that's more emotional that's a fantastic scene where he's it's... talking about like how, iconic at this point yeah oh it's wonderful and that's why in spider-man 2 when he's having the conversation with uncle ben i mean he's not actually but they're in that same car is because that's such a like a staple it's such a visual moment that people remember because like when everybody before spider-man homecoming came out and everybody was talking about how oh i don't want them to do the spider-man origin again a lot of that i think is because it was so perfectly captured in this like you have the perfect use of with great fucking spider-verse when they show with great power comes great responsibility in his origin they show this version they show him in the car yeah (laughs) like like that imagery just sticks with you and a lot of this stuff and this does that's why a lot of later comics and and spider-verse has a lot of like visual cues yeah it's like you don't you don't really need to go over because everybody already knows Mm -hmm, mm spider-man so you don't really need to go over his origin over and over and over again you could just like well, watch that one scene and you're good. Exactly, like, and that's why that running joke in um in Spider Verse is so good is because it's like oh you know the story let's do this one more time let's do it and then it's like oh wait there's all these other Spider people and they have a different story like a slightly different story let's do this again tell you that one tell you that one but it's so funny because each story is different and like increasingly ridiculous and that movie's so fucking good and I want to watch it now and I'm gonna <laughs> cry because I mean, it's we- get to i know we get to in a long ass time yeah it's a while but 50 movies or something before that but (laughs) we'll get there we can't turn back now (laughs) this is our life now yeah i mean this is what number 21 yep wow good Good. yeah (laughs) yeah it is 21 exactly that scene where you know it's just they're in the car and he's like i know i'm not your father and peter snaps him is like then stop pretending to be and he's like you know what i'm not gonna win this i'll just i'll pick you up at 10 and then that comes full circle character arc You're not my father. End of the movie. I have a father. His name was Ben Parker. Beautiful. There's that (laughs) beautiful symmetry that isn't like overstated like remember earlier like he doesn't have a flashback to uncle ben when that happens he remember just says when it. you had that conversation with your dad yeah like <laughs> that kind of thing happens in the amazing spider-man it's annoying yeah it is <laughs> like we remember it wasn't yeah. that long ago oh amazing spider-man do you remember in that movie the terrible workaround they do where so they don't actually say with great power comes great responsibility he believed that that if you could do good things for other people you had a moral obligation to do those things that's what's at stake here not choice responsibility i still want that that scene where toby mcguire's uncle ben and andrew garfield <laughs> kills him <laughs> i would love that that'd be so Can good you imagine we got tom back so you know it could happen yeah crazier things have happened we got fucking jj and jameson back and far from home that's pretty crazy and maybe that's a it's a good time now to talk about jj and jameson yeah maybe my what a favorite segue. Maybe... like what an accidental segue yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm proud definitely the most accurate comic to screen performance of all time yep it's perfect. He yells about Christmas meat. He yells about Julia Roberts in a thong. If we can get a picture of Julia Roberts in a thong, we can certainly get a picture of this weirdo. Put an ad on the front page. Cash money for a picture of Spider-Man. He doesn't want to be famous, and I'll make him infamous. 
it's it's incredible. It's the perfect portrayal of that character, and it's impossible to think of him without thinking of of J.K. Simmons. And they knew that. That's why they brought him back in a different universe. Yeah, he's literally that's just who he is. He's just J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, and I mean, I love him in Whiplash, and I love him in The Ref, and I love him in a lot of stuff. But even he's then, J. Jonah Jameson. yeah, even then, you still just see his face. You do. It's it just looks like it was to. J. Jonah Jameson, and he shaved. I feel like you can't separate them if. If you're reading a comic and J. Jonah Jameson is in it. No, you, you hear just, his voice. Yeah, you just hear J.K. Simmons, but when you're watching the movie, he's just J. Jonah Jameson. And there's and you yeah. can never like separate it's, it's them. It's never yeah, it's never I'm watching J.K. Simmons right now. It's that's J. Jonah Jameson. Why is he such a dick? And I'm glad like he doesn't hate it. Because no. it would it'd be very easy to just like hate that you can never get away from it. Yeah, no, I mean he's clearly invites it, that's why he did it again. Yeah. Like, fucking 17 years <laughs> later. He gets even more to do in Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. There's increasing amounts of J. Joe Jameson. I think he's only in, like, two scenes. But also, fucking props to him that, like, even though he seems like such a hard-ass, the second Goblin's, like, who takes pictures of Spider-Man, he doesn't tell him. Who's the photographer who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? I don't know who he is. His stuff comes in the mail. You're lying! I swear. Yeah, like, he he's an asshole, anything. but he's not, like, a bad person. No, he's he doesn't just sell him dick. out because he knows that he'll get killed. And, like, I like that. It's I think a lot of people have brought that up as just, like, a really subtle good character moment. Like, yeah, it's a quick and, and thing. It's, but... a, it's, like, a really, really subtle, but, like, it's kind of a Which powerful this, this thing. This movie's full it's of, like, I think. Yeah. There's, little, there's a lot of little understated things that are some of my favorite. Yeah, things. and, like, if you're not paying attention, you could, like, really easily, like, just miss them. He's a comical dick, but he, he has a heart. And I think yeah, he's important. still a person. Like, he fucking like, Mary's Aunt May at some point in the <laughs> comics, so it's like, I mean, but so is Dr. Octopus, so. Yeah, gross. But, yeah, that's, that was a weird time. Spider-Man's had a lot of weird times. Spider-Man's had a lot of weird times, yeah. Remember uh, when he sold his marriage to the devil? <laughs> yeah, I do, and do you know why he sold his marriage to the devil? It's because of this movie where he had organic web shooters, in the comics they gave him organic web shooters, like, to parallel this movie. I think it was J. Michael Straczynski or Dan Slott or something. They gave him that, and the way they gave him that is he was birthed out of a giant spider in, in the sewer, and he had big, you know, he has organic spider powers. And in the One More Day story, which is when he sold, sells his marriage to the devil to save Aunt May, the web shooters revert, and now he has, like, mechanical web shooters again. <laughs> because Spider-Man 3 came out, and it was 2007, they were like, ooh. <laughs> nope. Let's fix that. We can't stay with this. Yeah, so can we talk about some other actors who were considered for the role of Peter Parker? Oh, God. Leonardo DiCaprio. No. This is like Titanic era. Absolutely also. not. Okay. It was Bentley, who is the villain in Ghost Rider. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> and Chris Klein. Oh, James Cameron was also going to direct this in 1985, which... No. No? I, I can't. I can't see it. Him directing? Yeah, it I don't think as, it would work very well. He actually well. invented the organic web shooters. That was like a holdover from his movie. The script is weird because it's all on the internet and I've read some of it. And it's really weird and really sexual. <laughs> like, it's it's odd. There's some odd stuff that happens. <laughs> but, um, I don't really know how to explain it. David Fincher was going to do it. He was going to direct. It wasn't going to be an origin story. That was going to be the death of Gwen Stacy. So, that, you know, he would have been coming off of Fight Club when that happened. We actually talked about him recently because he did Seven and he did Fight Club and I think 2002 he also did Panic Room, so that could have been interesting, but again, I don't, it wouldn't be this crazy. Just imagine this movie, 
but James Cameron is directing it, and Leonardo DiCaprio is Peter Parker. You know, it could. There's an alternate universe where that happened. I'm sure. Yeah, it definitely is. So, but I, would, I think everyone would hate this movie for it. Oh, what, do you think everyone would hate it if uh, fucking Michael Jackson was Spider Man because he wanted to be? I think <laughs> I think people would like ironically like it. Why does he want to no be in all these? Why does like he want to be in all these movies? Because he wanted to be Professor X. He wants to be. He wanted to be in Blade Two. He wants to be in. Sp- fucking spider-man he needs to stop i mean he's dead now but he needed to stop <laughs> i guess he did he stop wanted eventually. to make the mcu but he's every single marvel character That's so scary <laughs> the what? avengers but all of them are just michael jackson <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's the jackson five <laughs> yeah yay he did it michael fucking michael jackson captain america and gaby catches <laughs> the hammer <laughs> Who could Michael Jackson feasibly play in the Marvel Universe? No one. No. There's so- I'm sure somebody. there's somebody. M- Morbius. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Oh my god. <laughs> Modoc. <laughs> but it's Michael Jackson. I mean, I could kind of see it. <laughs> my fan cast for like years has always been Quentin Tarantino as Modoc. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that would be so good. Take a wild guess at who else in this era would be casted as Norman Osborn. I have absolutely who else no, no who else has crazy willem dafoe energy nicholas cage we are you serious nicholas cage and jim carrey no you knew that you could have <laughs> no. guessed you could have guessed that that's not hard but yeah so they were both concerned for norman osborn and so was john malkovich but i think the jim carrey and, and i think those two are a lot more <laughs> i would like to see that not jim carrey maybe but I would no. like to see Nicolas Cage. Not that one could have been interesting, I guess. And again, Nicolas Cage. But also, Cage. I can't imagine Nicolas Cage being James Franco's dad. <laughs> oh, well, they probably wouldn't have made James Franco his son. Also, I always felt like that was kind of a weird casting. Like, I don't James think it's, Franco? I don't think it's bad or anything, but I just feel like it's like a weird thing like to think James about. I like James Franco. I feel like people are mean to him, but I yeah, like Yeah, people him. are definitely mean to him, and he's not bad. But yeah, like, just cool. like, with what with like all the other stuff he's been in, and then for him to have been in Spider-Man. Yeah, I it's know. Just like it's just like a weird, it's pretty, it's a weird it's time pretty in his career. <laughs> it is, but I mean, like, how many actors haven't been in a superhero movie at this point? It wasn't as common in 2002 yeah, as it yeah. is now. Yeah, that's that's true. But I kind of like him as Harry Osborn. Like, he's very... Yeah, I think... It's not too difficult to pull off, but I think the relationship between him and his dad is good. I think that... <laughs> also... I didn't realize, like, how shitty Harry's life was at the end of this movie was. Oh, Cause, yeah? Because, like, in the, sp- in the span of, like, a couple days, his girlfriend breaks up with him and his dad gets m- gets murdered yeah. by Spider-Man. And his fucking best friend did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah. horrible. That's a tough time for him, exactly. <laughs> oh, and also to make it worse... So his girlfriend breaks up with her to go date his best friend instead. But his best friend's like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get murdered if I do it. Yeah. But, so know. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a tough couple days. Yeah. But And then yeah. he becomes... Oh my god. Doesn't he become he Green Goblin? He becomes New Goblin. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. With a fucking... Yeah, New Goblin. With a surfboard or whatever. <laughs> skateboard and a fucking lightsaber. And oh, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. really bad. What do you think of the Green Goblin costume? I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's... People I think there's I, one scene where it's really bad, but most of the time it's fine. I feel like... I feel like the body looks a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the helmet looks... I don't know. I think the helmet looks pretty good. Yeah. I think it looks like, pretty cool, but the body just looks a little off. Like, seeing him, like, full body moving around just doesn't look right. I like that you can see, like, the mouth, like, 
Yeah, I never noticed that before, but... Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, when I saw it this time, and you can see, like, the eyes. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's, it's, like, an actual, like, practical, like... Oh, it really is. Like, not actually... It's not, like... It's just, like, yeah, the eyes are completely solid white, you can't see shit. Yeah, you can (laughs) see it, yeah, it's just, like, little yellow screens, and... Uh, Willem Dafoe did 90% of his own stunts in this, which is, that's awesome. Good on him. That's always super cool when yeah. he does that. Yeah, I think the bit where they're on the roof, it looks a little too wacky. Yeah. Because like, he's just walking around. There's that bit when he just hits Spider-Man in the head. Like, <laughs> yeah. you and I, were the same. Like, it's, that's such a weird it's, moment It's, like, to too me. casual. That's always the moment when, like, somebody will walk into the room when I'm watching this movie. Like, somebody <laughs> always comes in during that band's like, this is, yeah, like, just... <laughs> like, at the sleep part. And that's when people come in, I'm like, oh, this is the wack, this is the dumbest part. Why would you be here now? I enjoy the cage match with Macho Man. It's great. <laughs> I mean, Bonesaw, sorry, but it's... No, it's, it's Macho it's, Man. Well, it's Randy Savage, so yeah, it is Macho Man. Yeah. That's so good. So... <laughs> that that one line didn't age too well, though. The no, nice it outfit, definitely did, did not. You? That's a cute outfit. Did your husband give it to you? Different times. Uh, he said the name wrong. <laughs> uh, that's great. I love that Bruce Campbell gives him his name. Yeah. Like, Bruce Campbell's cameo in this, because each time he shows up in one of these movies, it's like he does something important in Spider-Man's life. The terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man! There's the whole sequence where he's, like, designing his costume, which also, there's a really dumb moment in there when he first is, like, when he's talking, because there's that really great scene when he's talking to MJ outside, and, like, her dad's yelling at her, and he's like, oh, you know, everybody, everybody kind of has a a lot in life like that sometimes, and it sucks that you have to deal with this, but, you know, you're gonna be better than this someday, you're gonna make it out there. But then, she runs away with Flash Thompson, and he goes, cool car, and then you see him looking at car ads, and then you see a superimposed... Mary Jane Watson's face superimposed in that <laughs> car, and it's fucking embarrassing. It's so bad. No, it's great. It's no, it, oh, it's wonderful, but it's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. In a way, like it's just really embarrassing. And it's just like, my favorite thing seeing him go like to cars that are cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, like I love a thousand dollar car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets down to well, the ad said three thousand. Yeah. He gets yeah. he gets down to that and of course right under the car ads for like the the two thousand five hundred dollar cars amateur wrestlers need cash three hundred or three thousand reward for being in the ring for i forgot two minutes the part where that's off. my problem <laughs> yeah and so of course he does the match and he freaks out about it being a cage match even though that's like best case scenario because he can use like he can crawl around yeah. if it's a cage match like he beats macho man in two minutes and then the guy's like, oh, you got a hundred bucks because that you were supposed to bin him in three. So fuck you. Also, uh, cameo from Oscar winner Octavia Spencer in that <laughs> scene for some reason. Which, and she's like, oh, you know, um, the w- not the WWF but is not responsible for any injuries that you get during this. And any injuries, I think she says any injuries that you happen to and probably will receive. <laughs> we're not responsible for that. So that's a weird cameo. There's lots of weird cameos in this whole movie. Yeah. But then that happens. He goes to get his money. He goes to collect. And the guy doesn't pay him. And he's like, I missed the part where you hatch my problem. And so Mr. 2002 walks in with his frosted tips and goes, put the money in the bag. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. 2002. That's him because you know he looks like he should be part of some 41. Like he. Yeah, he has like the like the receding hairline. Yeah, but like whatever is there is like frosted tips. Yeah, it's it's really awful. It's like, and so it's like the most generic like. <laughs> but don't forget that Sandman is outside mugging Uncle Ben while that's happening. So yeah, he lets him get away. Uncle Ben gets shot, and he's like, fuck that guy, I'm gonna fucking chase him. And he goes after, and he learns less about responsibility, because, you know, since he let the guy get away, the guy went off, and he killed Uncle Ben, probably could've stopped that guy. But, you know, he had to learn that lesson about, I guess not really humility, but I guess it's just responsibility. So he chases him in a really gross-looking scene, where he's run, he's just, it is a really good scene when he confronts him, like, in the dock, and then... That guy, him. that guy dies, <laughs> yeah. and it's mentioned, like, one other time in the whole trilogy. Like, somebody is like... I think it's Mary Jane later is like, oh, you know, what about that guy that you fucking murdered at the dog? I, I do like the, like, wrestler suit, though. I think it's really funny how it's just, like, a ski mask and a big spider. But where I was even going with that whole thing initially is that there's that whole scene where he's designing the suit, and he, there's actually a little Easter egg because he designs uh, Stingray, who's another Marvel character. That's one of the, like, potential suits he does. And he writes Utility Belt because, you know, Batman. Um, he has the suit and it's the perfect comic accurate suit and you're like, oh, this is good. This is the bit when he has it. It's going to be awesome because you don't see the costume. But then the lights go up in the wrestling thing after the Amazing Spider-Man, and it's yeah. the <laughs> shittiest fucking thing you've ever seen. And that's like that's just a great reveal. Like that's a great setup and payoff. Yeah, because like that. of course he's not gonna have that. Like of course he's not gonna have the full costume. Yeah, yeah. Like why would he? <laughs> Just because yeah, he can draw it exactly. doesn't mean he can actually make it. No, and I'm glad that he doesn't. But also, it's not really explained how he then does. Yeah. He makes a, it, a movie fucking level suit. He hired somebody. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the reason that Sam Raimi said that he didn't use mechanical web shooters is because he didn't think people would believe that Peter Parker could make those. But then he makes the what? suit. <laughs> he makes the suit, so like... Yeah. Okay. It's kind of discrediting Peter Parker in a way, honestly. Yeah, why would you not believe that Peter Parker makes them when, A, they already show that he's smart, mm. and B, every other iteration, he makes them? <laughs> yeah, although it doesn't... I feel like the way that they represent his intelligence is kind of weird. Because yeah, he's just like, just oh, like, you know, that's the largest microscope on the eastern seaboard or whatever. Yeah, he just kind of knows facts. <laughs> yeah. It's like me on this podcast. Like, it's not really that... <laughs> You're not smart. Yeah, I'm not you just smart. I just have a few You just things, did research. <laughs> a few things rattling around in my head. Like, it's not like in both the other theatrical Spider-Man movies, there is a better representation of his intelligence because, you know, you have the little scene in Homecoming where he's making the web fluid, and then you have... In the Amazing Spider-Man movies, he also makes the web shooters, so, like, those are kind of... I think Peter Parker is, this is, like, the dumbest Peter Parker. You get more so in the second one when he's, like, in Dr. Connor's class and, and stuff, and he's writing the paper on Otto Octavius, and he can compete kind of with Otto Octavius when they're going back and forth about, like, Tesla or whatever. But in this, I don't really get the sense that he's that smart, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, there's not a whole lot that he would need to be smart in this movie for. Yeah, so. I just, but that is an important part of the character. Yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot that he could do to, like, show off that he's smart. Yeah, it's more about the whole conflict between him and Norman anyway. What do you think about action in this movie? There's not that many major action sequences. There's the Unity Fair, and then there's kind of the end bit, I guess. is really Yeah, I guess it's just those And, and then the, the burning building also. There's also that montage, kind of. Which, that is, like... And one also of the, the Mary Jane thing. thing. <laughs> oh, of course. Sorry. You know what? There's a lot of <laughs> I guess when I think action, I usually think like goblin on big, like, like big, big spectacle. Yeah. Big spectacle is really only the two major ones is that first confrontation with the goblin and then the last one. 
But yeah, no, you're right. There, there's those those things. I think it's because when I think of those scenes, I think of like other things that's happening. Like I don't think of the introduction to like the official Spider-Man as an action scene. I think of it as like I think more about the little vignettes of the citizens talking more yeah. than I think. Of. And we get the most amazing musical track to come out of this whole movie. Dresses like a spider and he looks like a bug. That guy is just a guy that they found. Really? Like, he's like just was like playing guitar on the streets in New York. I'm pretty sure. They want to be in like, a movie. Want to be Spider Man? He's like, of course. He's probably stoned out of his mind. He was like, of course <laughs> I do. Yeah, sure. You want to um, write a song about Spider Man? Yeah, you know. And we could use it in our movie for free. For free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good. That's kind of a good point. But you know, again, I don't really think of that as an action sequence. I think more about the stuff between Peter and MJ and the upside down rain scene that i yeah, think about it's the... just like it's, but those there's are action, action scenes, there's action yeah. scenes but they're just like there's more important they're stuff little happening. bits yeah but i do really like the all the actions movie even though sometimes the jumping around looks weird it doesn't look as bad in the action scenes yeah i don't think it looks that i think it looks a lot worse when he's like jumping from like rooftops and all yeah. that. Yeah. But I think in like the action scenes it doesn't look that bad no and i think i really like a lot of the stuff like i like the physical stuff between goblin and spider-man there and of course we got our stan lee cameo there uh, that's stan lee cameo like one. i almost missed it yeah it's it it's really, like a split second can, like like it's one of the easiest ones to miss and actually it's the same exact cameo in spider-man too <laughs> yeah it's, it's the same thing he pulls another person out of the way which that'd be okay but and then spider-man 3 they did a different thing even though i love this cameo in spider-man 3 it is different. I, they should have done the same thing that's kind of what i <laughs> expected but they do a different thing and sometimes somebody pulls him sometimes the one that that would been good if spider-man saved him but that's okay because he's a hero so he can save people that's fine you get the really blade style throws a pumpkin bomb and they all turn into skeletons yeah (laughs) and of course sam raimi he's just he's not just coming off of army of darkness but you know army of darkness is about fucking ash fighting an army of like stop motion skeletons so i guess that's okay wait now i think about it like a little throwback to me Goblin's bombs, they when they the, turned into skeletons, that bomb didn't blow up. They just disintegrated. Yeah, that's true, the skeleton. But that, that's the one time that he ever used something like that. Yeah. So was it different, or was it just... Well, because uh, he has different bombs, because he has the explodey ones, and he has the ones that have like the little like dagger things that fly around. So I think oh, yeah. I think there's enough variation where it's like that's just a one off. Uh, yeah, it's, that it's makes sense. Dumb. I've always yeah, thought it's it was dumb, just weird, but kind of like... funny. <laughs> It's like the one time he ever uses it. There's a Japanese horror film from like 1977 called House, and there's a bit in that movie where somebody gets so scared that they turn into a skeleton. That's what I kind of think about now when I think of that. Yeah, there's one scene in that movie where somebody turns into a skeleton because they were so scared, and there's another scene in that movie where somebody gets so scared they turn into a pile of bananas. <laughs> we should watch that sometime. We should. This sounds fucking so crazy. Good. It's from the director of like, like he was like a commercial director in Japan <laughs> for like years, and then they were Japanese like, commercials Have a movie. are fucking insane. They are. So like, think of that. But it's a movie. There's like a social media, po- like a Tumblr post or something that now that has kind of ruined this bit for me. When afterwards he saves Mary Jane, who's wearing like a kimono for some reason. Like she's like yeah, in, like a weird, weird, like a Japanese dress. She's swinging with him, but her hair is blowing the wrong way. And so that's and nobody caught that. No, and now that's a bit that. For f- oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's like on the same level as like the 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 Spider Man like the stiff like statue for like the swinging scenes. I don't remember which one it was in, but you know what I'm talking about. No, 
a stiff statue. Yeah, the Spider-Man is just kind of like that, and Mary Jane's like hanging on it for the swinging <laughs> scenes. You don't, you don't know what about that. What are you that? talking about? In, I don't know if I'm gonna is be able in, to find is it. Is it in one of the Sam Raimi movies? I think so. Huh. It was like a close-up, and they didn't use like CG or anything. Okay. It was just like it looked like a mannequin that they just put a Spider-Man costume over. <laughs> Mary Jane was just hanging on it to like make it look like it was Spider-Man swinging, but That's it was really weird. just a That's mannequin weird. like 2 hours later. Okay, guys. So, we uh We've done some research and we found out that the scene I'm talking about where her hair's blowing the wrong way is the mannequin scene. So, we were both talking about the same scene, but yeah, we there's... both didn't know one element. <laughs> of we it. were talking about two different problems with the exact same scene. Uh, yeah. So, her hair is going the wrong way and also it's very obviously just like a mannequin or something that they put the spider-man costume over because he is not moving at all let's talk about 9-11 <laughs> hold on okay so this movie was going to release in 2001 but after this 9-11 september 11th attacks some sequences were removed involving the twin towers because have you seen that trailer no. Okay, there's a teaser trailer. It's the first teaser trailer for this movie. And the whole thing, it's all footage that isn't in the movie now. But he... It's centered around the Twin Towers. Yes. <laughs> Wait, really? He webs, uh, like, he stops, like, a helicopter in between oh, the two towers. <laughs> he stops a plane from hitting the tower. <laughs> oh, my God! He actually does, though. That's kind of exactly what happens. Oh. Okay. Good and, thing they cut that out. Then. And there's a poster that's like you can still find this on the internet. That's just like Spider-Man and then the twin towers and the reflection of his eyepiece. Not as oh, like yeah, a remembering that. 9/11 thing. Yeah. This is like a b- bad coincidence thing. Yes. And that's why this movie has a lot of like New York unity in it. There's that, that weird beat at the end in the in the fight between the Spider-Man goblin. and Goblin. Yeah, yeah. When, when Green Goblin's just flying around and they then all the throwing shit at him. New Yorkers start throwing things at him. They're like, "You mess with Spider, you mess with New York. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us." And the whole reason for that is obviously because of like patriotism. It's like, oh, you know, the city of New York sticking together after a tragedy or in the face of evil or whatever. Like it's it's very clearly like that's what this is. It's not bad though. No, it's not bad, and I kind of. It's kind of a nice time capsule, honestly, to be like, this is kind of what the city needed at the time. Yeah, and like, this is what, and this is kind of what New York was like at the time. And that's- It's, it's like what they needed, really. It's good. Any promo- promotion of human togetherness in the face of tragedy, that's a good thing to, sh- to represent. And no, so, Gabe hates when people come together in a time of, Fuck, in yeah. a time of crisis. I hate the Beatles song, too. No, um, <laughs> but I just, you should see that teaser trailer though because it's interesting because yeah, it's footage that isn't no, in the movie I'll, now. I'll right now we should just like stop recording right now and then you can watch that teaser trailer and we can always watch the sum 41 music video yeah and come we back. should so we watched the 9-11 trailer yeah we watched a couple things yeah we did all of them were bad <laughs> well then now that's fresh in your mind do you want to talk about the music of the film sure first let's say original score danny elfman stuff is good really great yeah yeah His stuff is usually good. Again, so. he scored <laughs> fucking Batman, and yeah. he scored Spider-Man. Really he cool. scored like he scored like everything. I know, but I mean, like <laughs> it's weird that he scored the biggest DC and the biggest Marvel characters, probably. So. I mean, good for him. Yeah, I know he's great. That's really cool. Now let's talk about the original songs. <laughs> so I've kind of always ironically enjoyed "Hero" by Chad Kroger. Oh, 
Me too. It's kind of a bop. It's not good. I wouldn't go as far to say that, but I would say that it's a funny song to listen to. It is. And it's a funny video. But yeah, they just take themselves way too seriously in that video. Mm -hmm. And it's just such a funny song. Yeah. Watching us! (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that from you. Uh, But what about Some 41's What We're All About? That one is just awful. And has nothing to do with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, at least, at least, like, the hero video. You can think of Spider-Man when you listen to it. Because it's about a hero. Yeah. I mean, he rides on the wings of an eagle, which isn't really <laughs> accurate to the character. But, you know, and he doesn't I'm sure exactly there's a fly, but... And then the Sum 41 one is just about them liking rock music a whole lot. That's not while very rapping. While yeah, rapping. Yeah, while rapping about rock music. So, there's, and they're the fucking most, like, fake faux punk I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah, they're all terrible. A good song that came out of this, though, was Hero. the Weird Al song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. Weird Al, who also I've met a bunch of times... But yeah, he has cover of Piano Man, of Billy Joel's Piano Man. Uh, but it's just a synopsis of this movie. It's Ode to a Superhero. I'll leave the link to all these fucking songs in the in the description. Listen to... It's so good. It's perfect. Listen it's to Hero song. and listen to Ode to a Superhero. Sling us a web, you're the Spider-Man. Sling us a web tonight. Cause you're brave and you're strong and so limber now. But where'd you come up? Don't listen to don't listen to, to some forty one song that I don't really know the bad. name of. But there's a great line in that about how Yes, he's wearing that dumb Power Rangers mask, but he's scarier without it on. He looks like a goblin. He, lo- he looks but like they a don't, fucking goblin. They don't utilize it. They don't even mention it. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I, what? Okay, it would be fucking hilarious if somebody mentioned that he looks like a goblin. <laughs> when when Aunt May, Norman Osborn, you goblin face, fuck. <laughs> I wish she said that. But there was an animatronic goblin mask. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen it, and I don't like it as much as the mechan- like the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Power I Rangers mean, it looks, looks like a motorcycle looks... helmet, but I'll take it. It looks cooler than the weird, like, rubbery-faced, like, goblin head. Yeah, I I, but I think there is a way to do it. There's definitely a way to do it, but that wasn't it. <laughs> I but I feel like if that went through a few more phases, it might have been. If you took it back to formula. Back to formula. It may have worked. Yeah, I, I think if they had fixed it up a little, then it could have worked. I think the Power Rangers mask is still really cool. So I think it's cool, too. <laughs> I feel like that's like a controversial thing to say. I feel like most well, people don't like yeah. it very much. Look, it's not the, the greatest. No, far from it, but I think it's still really good. And I'll take it over <laughs> Harry Osborn. The New Goblin? New Goblin and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 version. Oh, yeah. Where he has, like, herpes. Like, it's really awful. Yeah. It's not good. Gross. Hugh Jackman was gonna have a cameo in this movie. Like, he yeah. was so close to having a cameo. The only reason he didn't... And this is fucking ridiculous. He didn't have a cameo because they couldn't find an X-Men costume to put him in? Why would he what? be <laughs> in his X-Men costume? And why would he need it? Why would that stop you? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, why wouldn't he just be in, like, the fucking wife beater and the jeans? Yeah. Like, you don't need him to be in full leather getup. They're not going to be fighting crime together. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he's wearing. He's fucking... 
<laughs> Wolverine. So if they fucking use their, this has always made me so mad because if you use their fucking head, we could have gotten Spider-Man Wolverine together. Anytime in the comics or like the cartoons where they've teamed up, it's hilarious. That sucks, man. That sucks. They really <laughs> would have made this it. movie, this already great movie, so much better. Yeah, it would have been crazy. If there was just if that like was a, a thing. A that super out of place Wolverine cameo. <laughs> yeah, that scene where you know there's the bit where. Mary Jane like slips in the school cafeteria and he helps her catch all the stuff. That's that really. That's real. Yeah, he really they did, did one hundred and fifty six times, but they got it. With like, I a... don't know why they wanted to do it that badly. Because just... it's cool. Because in Alien Resurrection, fucking Sigourney Weaver made that basketball throw behind her head into the hoop. Oh and yeah, worked, I heard and they about were like, that. yeah, let's do that. So <laughs> let's try that. But you know, it wasn't as quite as cool. Was that first try or was did everyone? That take a bunch th- of tries? It's an urban legend that it's first try. There's a ton of tries. But the fact that she still did that's pretty yeah, badass. Yeah, pretty impressive. I, that's, she's a cool lady. This is also maybe the first movie where an actor, like, not out of shape, but, like, a not super ripped actor got really ripped for a comic book movie. Because Tobey Maguire, like, he looks good when he looks in the mirror and he's got the abs. Yeah. And he worked real hard to get to that point. And then, did he do it for the other two, or no? I think usually you don't do it as hard, unless you're Chris Hemsworth, who's always fucking ripped. But, <laughs> like, I feel like all the... He still looks good in those other two. He's just not, like... Because the first one, you kind of have to prove yourself that yeah. you, you're that dedicated. And then I feel like afterwards, it's like, you know, you 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 still get in shape, but you're not like, like, maybe the next one, you don't have a shirtless scene or whatever. It's like, it's not yeah. like that. It'd be weird but for... He, he looks good. It'd be point. weird for Peter Parker to keep having shirtless scenes. <laughs> that just yeah. doesn't seem like a very Peter Parker thing. I mean, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens, but like... There's a lot of great stuff to show, like, here's a thing that happened when he was Peter Parker, but now here's the difference when he's Spider-Man. You get the vision where he takes the glasses on and off. You get, you know, he's got the abs, obviously. He does that run up the wall that I really like when he's coming down the stairs. <laughs> She's like, I thought you were sick. He's like, I got better. It's great stuff right there. Even though you don't need spider powers Also, you know Also, you know what's weird? Yeah, I, I mean, you don't, but you know, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. He, and I guess he would have had to really do that. I haven't read into that, but there's no way you can really fake that. Yeah. <laughs> also, apparently Nicholas Hammond has a cameo in this movie, who was Spider-Man in the 70s. Yeah, where? At the at the festival, I guess? But I don't know where. I couldn't tell you where. Yeah. And uh, this movie also saw the invention of something called the Spider-Cam, which is this camera that can drop 50 stories at <laughs> 600 feet. You drop 50 stories and shoot at 6 frames a second, so it's like capturing every second. There's no like lag on that at all. It, I think it was only used at the end of this movie, but it was used. it's used a lot in the sequels. Everyone complains about how old Tobey Maguire was. He didn't look that he's, old. He's 26, which is old, but it's not like... He's not like 40. He didn't look like it. No, he looks I'm, fine. I mean, he still pulled it off okay. And James Franco was 23, and who we haven't talked about really, Kristen Dunst is, was only 20. What do you think about her? I think she's better in this one than she is in the other two. Yeah, but she she didn't scream as much. Yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, for sure. you know, towards the end there's a bit. Yeah, but I mean, she's gonna be doing a whole lot of that in the other two. My god, yeah, she is. I mean, I really do enjoy the conversation between her and Peter when they're like, I feel like a lot of self working and whatever. I feel like a lot of the interactions between her and Peter were pretty good. It's great, yeah. Great character. Even though, so even though Peter makes himself sound like a stalker. So, you just came by? I was in the neighborhood. I needed to see a friendly face. I took two buses and a cab to get in the neighborhood. And then he's a full-on stalker in Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> really? He is following Gwen Stacy everywhere. It's so <laughs> scary. There's a line in that movie where she's like, Have you been following me? Too often. Just once a day. Sometimes. 
sometimes more. And it's like cut as like this endearing thing. Like she's, that's not. That's it's that's not, gross. It's weird. <laughs> oh yeah, I but I really like the scene where he's like, I don't really know what I'm gonna do, but she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be an actress, and then you know she goes on to be an actress. First she has to work nine to five at a diner, which kind of is like hour and 20 minutes also it's a weird (laughs) it's a weird thing though where she's like yeah i'm working at this diner and harry would probably think it's low but also it's kind of a good moment of characterization the difference between peter and harry regarding her it's like peter's like no you gotta do what you gotta do and harry's Harry's an asshole (laughs) yeah harry's an asshole and he becomes a goblin he becomes more of an asshole as time goes on but he's got the (laughs) james franco smile so you trust (laughs) but then he's an asshole but then he has a but then he has a smile but it's a goblin smile (laughs) (laughs) that's because he's a goblin why do people listen to this i don't fucking know know. one day it's gonna be just paul and then he's gonna shoot him (laughs) okay so i made a mistake i thought our listeners would understand but I would le- I left like I always ask like oh what what are you guys do you guys have any opinions on Spider Man you want us to read out and so this week I was like oh you have any opinions on Spider Man to read out and I made a dumb joke about it doesn't have to be about the movie it could be about your favorite kind of cheese <laughs> what and everybody everybody responded with their favorite kind of cheese yeah, and now I don't have anything first <laughs> now I don't have anything all right so this week's segment uh, from you guys. <laughs> Is, uh, what kind of cheese do you guys like? So Rob Dominguez likes feta cheese. Awesome. Tyler Thornton says, I just had a fine cheese sample at Trader Joe's, but he didn't get the name, so we'll never know what it was. <laughs> I really fucked this one up. No, this is great. And then Luke Osivort, or however you say the last name, we've struggled with that before, I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> uh, he said that the movie's great, and so is Brie. <laughs> so that was the cheese corner. Awesome. Our you guys are great. about cheese. Thanks for all your input, guys. You guys are great. What kind of cheese do you like? I don't know. I'm not a very big cheese person. I like pepper jack cheese, but I like a nice cheddar. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if I had to pick, it'd be cheddar. But I feel like that's like the default option. (laughs) Oh, I like like a sharp cheddar, I think. Or like a Swiss, maybe. Sometimes I don't know the difference between cheddar and Swiss. (laughs) Paul had a lot to say, so and this is already going over long, so I'm sorry, Paul. But I will pose the question that he asked, which is, do we think that... Toby Maguire Spider-Man isn't quippy enough. In this one, I didn't feel... I, he had a couple. It's you who's out, Gobby. Out of your mind. Like that? I mean, that's still a quip. It is a quip. I it's mean, so dumb. he's quippy. Doesn't mean they're good, but no. he did make them. But he's not quippy on the level of, of Tom no. or Andrew. It, it didn't feel... I didn't feel like there was too many in this but i mean it it wasn't like bad or anything like no i don't i've never minded the but i feel like even without them he still works fine it's not like his only like character trait (laughs) yeah there's there's more going on that i don't really mind if he's not quipping every single second and again that ending fight scene so good oh it's kind of a random choice because earlier in the movie there's that conversation between the goblin spider-man where he's like you know someday you're gonna fail this fucking city and they're gonna hate you because what they really want is to watch a hero fall also can somebody confirm for me if this is a fluff because every time i've always thought that he's fucked the lineup and they kept it in because he goes but the one thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail fall die trying like he goes fall fail like die trying like he it's like i think he said the wrong one and then said the second one because he says it too close together is to see a hero fail fall but they just kept going and that's that's weird to me because 
That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Did you have any... I feel like one of the only things left to talk about now is the merchandise, because there's a lot for this movie. Did you have any, like, toys from this movie? I... Because I had a bunch. I don't think I did. Yeah. I, I just had, like, a Spider-Man and Green Goblin. Um, yeah, I didn't have very many, like, movie-based toys. I just had, like, general, like, superhero toys. Yeah, I think... I, I had a lot of those, but I had a lot of, like, movies. Like, I feel like I had a lot of toys from the Raimi movies. I had some Ghost Rider toys, and I had a lot of 2005 Fantastic Four toys. Are you aware of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? The Spider-Man musical? Gamma rays, tidal waves, influenza, there's so many ways that human race can take a hit. Oh, I am aware of that. I really want to see it. I've listened to some of it. It's incredible okay. it's so awful it's about spider-man and he's like writing as peter park is writing a report about some god or something but it's not like a christian musical it's not god it's like some yeah, spider-based <laughs> god i would love to see that <laughs> and it's the most expensive broadway musical of all time still and <laughs> it's crazy what i've been playing a lot of this week is the spider-man tie-in movie video game on the gamecube how is that it's not good but i think it's awesome <laughs> there's so much like right it, it starts where you're in like the wrestling costume and uncle ben's been shot and you're chasing down his killer and toby mcguire voice acts in it he voice acts in all three of the movie games oh no and he's so angry i lost my purse on one of the rooftops around on here. a different rooftop yes different from this one Yes. Are you serious? Are you taking some kind of tour of city rooftops? Yes. Okay, whatever. I'll find your purse for you. Can we talk about the fucking teacher in the beginning that just sounded like he was doing a Batman impression? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels like one more that. time, you will fail this class. You were talking throughout that woman's entire presentation. Let's go talk about how we listen. Let's go talk about how we listen. Yeah, like, yeah, what the fuck? It's really fucking cool. I like that guy. I want, I want to see him in more things as angry teachers. You will fail this class. <laughs> that is what he says. I, I could you not. <laughs> yeah, no, great. he sounds like fucking Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, you're right, exactly. I want to play a game. Hello, Harry Osborne. <laughs> You've gone through your life going to fancy private schools. And now, I kid you not, <laughs> you will fail this class. <laughs> Spider-Man is the reason I started reading. Like, so I had these movie tie-in books for this movie. Oh my god, I forgot that those existed. There's I Am Spider-Man and Spider-Man Saves the Day. And these books are the reason I started to read on my own. Like, I had Dr. Seuss books and, like, Sandra Boynton books, and I started to read during those. But those are the books that, like, made me passionate about reading is those. And I would love to see those because they're very basic books about like some of the stuff that happens in they're Spider-Man. like those elementary school books or like but those... not even like preschool really like, I like was, that I, I was like three years old reading oh my god or maybe a little older i don't know when i started reading i should ask yeah so i would read those all the time but the interesting thing about those is like the central point to i think Spider-Man saves the day the central point isn't like defeating the green goblin the main crux is like him saving the baby in the burning building like, it focuses on, like, a little element of the yeah, movie and makes really that the whole weird. story. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting way to do it. I had one for Spider-Man 2 called Doc Ock something. I don't remember. Um, I'll find that out on the Spider-Man 2 episode. But I totally forgot about those books. I think that's cool that there's those movie tie-in books because I would read those constantly. Those are cute little books. I like when movies have those kind of tie-ins. I feel like there isn't as much of that. It's kind of more general now. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of, like, tie- I I kind of miss- 
when there were like really shitty tie-ins. Yeah, <laughs> like I games missed the games. And all those. Okay, so all of like the next like eight movies that we're doing all have tie-in games, and I'm gonna try to play a little bit of all of them. Like there's a Hulk game, X2. I've talked about Spider-Man 2, of course, like a ton of stuff. I'm gonna try to play all the games so I can talk about them a little bit on this show because they're really fascinating because the spider-man yeah, tie-in games are usually pretty I love them. yeah i mean like even the bad ones i think are really interesting they're they're bad be- or, i mean they're funny because they're so bad <laughs> yeah but the spider-man movie game also like it's not open world because that's not really introduced till spider-man 2 so you're just swinging from nothing and you can't touch the ground or else you'll die it's like the <laughs> ps1 one like if you get too close you die i i enjoy i do enjoy the kiss in the rain i think that's really iconic and really cool it's iconic but it's just really weird like all of the context of it it's weird (laughs) that like she doesn't know who that is yeah and she's only seen him twice but she kind of i think she kind of gets like she kind of knows like because he does say that i'm in the neighborhood thing which batman begins i think stole that because there's a moment in batman begins earlier on where he says something to rachel like oh you know ellie as bruce wayne he's like oh you know it's it's the mask we put on or whatever and then later he says that as batman so he goes <laughs> and, she, Holy fuck. and she's like oh yeah okay it must be bruce wayne and so that's weird to me that's like but yeah a fucking great film like yeah just a solid fucking movie and a great story like not, you can not a whole lot like wrong with it other than no. like this like the cg is probably the thing that sticks out the there's most. some weird like stylistic choices but i think they're great yeah a lot of i them. think it just makes i think it just like adds to the charm perfect villain i i really like the characterization of mary jane i like the characterization of harry and peter aunt may and uncle ben are fucking standout from this definitely some great casting absolutely and especially J. Jonah jameson yeah i don't think there was really anybody that seemed like miscast no it, everybody seems to like work yeah elizabeth banks as betty brant is really cool too she's not in this one as much she's in i think spider-man 3 probably the most but i like elizabeth banks a lot so that's cool this is like the year after wet hot american summer also so that's you have barbecue sauce all over your face i know that so it's pretty foul it's kind of fun that she just did that and now she's in fucking spider-man <laughs> it's like a little like a tiny little comedy that i fucking adore and then She's in another movie I adore, but a much bigger one, so I feel bad because I can't remember his name, but uh, Robbie, who's a tiny character, but you know, J. Jonah's like editor guy, he's mm. there, five minutes yeah. to deadline, Jonah, but he's in the other two a lot more, and he's great, uh, he passed away a few years ago, actually, so that, Rest in peace. that also sucks, yeah, but yeah, just a fantastic film in every sense of the word, I think, really amazing. Um, sure, we can't say that about next week's movie. No. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think I've seen that one since I was, like, 10. I don't think I've seen that one ever. That's good. Or actually, I think I've seen, like, parts of it, like, on, like, just on TV uh-huh. randomly. Yeah, it's always on TV. I'm sure it's yeah. always on, like, Spike I- or whatever. I think that's I think that's where I saw it. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> But, uh... I haven't had cable in, like, six years. I think I, I only sense. caught, like, one scene of it, and I think it was a scene involving, like, Electra or something. Did it involve sandbags? It might have. You'll remember soon. Wake me up! Wake me up inside! Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, I like, I feel weird ending this episode because I feel like there's so much more to say. I, I think we've gone, <laughs> I know, I, I know, think we've I gone know. through a pretty, pretty decent amount of I just of think what every episode about. of the rest of the show is gonna be me retroactively adding opinions I have about Spider Man because there's so <laughs> much to say. Like, I just have so We're much. We're gonna be like. 
10 episodes from now just like not like not a movie even close like related to spider-man we're gonna be a couple episodes from now not gonna have anything to do with spider-man and you're just gonna be like back to what i was saying about spider-man like okay game we get it you like the spider-man trilogy <laughs> I, I like the part when he's giving the speech to mj like it's weird that he just came up with that on the spot but that's a good <laughs> that's a solid speech i don't like the big bang theory but there is an episode of that when he recites that entire speech to amy like not as like oh the speech from spider-man but like sheldon <laughs> but <Badoinga. laughs> but sheldon like recites the the speech from that scene like as like a big romantic thing and she's like i like i like that a lot and he's like i should hope so that's from the first spider-man movie <laughs> i hate that show but that's a good yeah joke. that's a solid joke. literally the like the worst piece of comedy i've ever seen but that's that's it's solid. pretty good yeah it's pretty good yeah <laughs> you're not superman you know Oh yeah, also oh, yeah. tons of comic book references in this act. Uh, D- DC references. You have uh you're not Superman, you know. You have Shazam when he's I Oh yeah. Love Shazam. the scene when he's testing Go the, web go. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love that when he's <laughs> testing different like hand combinations to do the web. That's that's hilarious. Also and also in that he says up up and away, which is like the super uh, Superman tagline, which is one of like a hundred. There's so fucking many. You know, it's bird, it's plain. Like he has too many. Because he's Superman. It will eat 12 billions in a single band. And we should probably cut this off before I say more things about it. But I fucking love it. And it's the best thing we've ever watched on here. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. So good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode. You Thanks can... for giving your opinions about cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. That's going to become <laughs> best a, part of the episode. Become a staple. Should we watch the director's cut or the theatrical cut of Daredevil next week? Because there's an R-rated director's cut. I don't know if it's that much longer... I don't know. If anyone has an opinion on that, let us know. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MarvelMoviePod. You can find us on Gmail at MarvelMoviePod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at FlipDegg. You can find me on Twitter at FlipDegg, but the E and Egg is a three. I fucking crushed that. Yeah, finally. Franny. I am a genetically modified spider. Oh my god, dude. Don't get bit. Watch (laughs) out. Watch out. You'll become a goblin. (laughs) I'll get become bit, a new goblin. Get bit by a spider, and then you'll be a goblin. <laughs> That's what happened to Spider-Man. He became a goblin. Yep. He became <sighs> a gross Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, my God. The heart, Osborn. First, we must attack his heart. Do you know what I've sacrificed? <laughs> you know how much I've sacrificed? <laughs> what a movie. I love it. I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get these cramps. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>